Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio this podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing, and this particular episode's featured crowdfunded Inked Marketing comic is, in fact, Swords and Solace. Now, uh, coming soon, you can, in fact, already join the nearly 150 followers and be ready for it to go live. Now, Swords and Solace is the third and final entry in the Swords and Sorrows trilogy, Rat, an assassin who wishes to earn his freedom for his oppressive guild, becomes a legend as he roams the land, cutting down every killer who dares to step in his path. In the conclusion to the trilogy, Rat learns that true peace isn't just something he needs to achieve himself, but it's something that must be taught to the next generation. So this is on Kickstarter. Just get on Kickstarter like you normally would and search Swords in solace and once again jump on the nearly 150 early follower train swords and solace another great crowdfunded comic coming out of inked marketing the cheers to comics podcast is proudly affiliated with nsclivetv.com that's no signal comics NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 273. The 273rd episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a highlight episode. I'll be going over all of the stuff that happened on the uh, comic week of the 13th, whether it's news or speculation or just, uh, well, highlights of all sorts. Uh, that's, that's, that's what you're in for here. So... Yeah, before we get all into this, I gotta shout out those who uh, support this podcast, and that be the sponsors. As always, NSCLiveTV.com brings to me to bring to you Hooked on Comics. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you've more than likely heard me talk about Hooked on Comics. It is my favorite place to get books uh, outside of my local comic book store. You know, when I don't want to leave the house or I miss something on my pull list, then Hooked on Comics is the place to go, or not go, for that matter. Uh, they do live shows, live auctions, live reply sales, however you want to do it. Um, uh, just 
don't have to get up off your ass is the uh, most important thing. On Tuesdays, Tuesdays is their pre-sale show, so you get a shot at the books before they even hit shelves on Wednesday, so that's, you know, usually before the uh, the market value of spec books start really flying up. You know, every once in a while, there'll be some spec on a, on a Tuesday, and some stuff will be a little higher, but for the most part, those prices don't start soaring until Wednesdays. Um, so that's, that's your opportunity right then and there, guys. So Hooked on Comics is great for that. That's Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Now you find them on NSCLiveTV.com channel 3, or you go to Facebook if you're, you know, someone that is still on Facebook, and you like the Hooked on Comics Facebook page, you're going to get all of the notifications of their live sales. And I say sales because on Saturday, that's their, uh, their everything that's not new book sale. It's your slabs, your silvers, your bronzes, your keys, your coppers, everything that's not coming out that week. So, um, yeah. Or maybe there was a super hot book or something that they had stashed away. They did come out that week or came late or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> fact is, it's all your high-grade goodies. So that's on Saturdays at 7 Eastern Time. NSCLiveTV.com and on Facebook. Hooked on Comics. Proud supporter of the Cheers to Comics podcast. Now. How you doing? How you friggin' doing? It's been uh it's been a week. Once again, a week without DC for me. You know, if you checked out my poll list priorities, you realize my my DC books didn't come. There was a uh, a snafu with Lunar. This is the first uh, week that Lunar is now in charge of all of DC's books. Midtown is now officially not on contract to d uh, distribute books on the East Coast. So naturally, some fuckery occurred. And unfortunately, that fuckery happened on my comic book shop. So no DC books. And uh, no DC books this week either. So two weeks in a row. But... But the order has been acknowledged, fingers crossed that they showed up, or they will show up eventually, uh, better late than never, I guess, you know, so, uh, so unfortunately, I don't really have any DC books to talk about, not that I would probably have a whole lot to talk about anyway, on account of, I'm not really reading any of this Future State stuff, for the most part, there may be a couple of titles, but for the most part, mm, yep, so much, huh? So, uh, yeah, let's talk about some stuff, man. Um, before I get into the books that I read and talk about them in any type of detail, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of news. I think on all levels, the only news that I have is sad news, and um, I, uh, the, I, even though I'm not particularly familiar with this particular, uh, it's a particular twice, um, uh, legend, as some would, uh, call him, uh, Steve Little, uh, it's been announced that he is dead at 61, unfortunately, uh, died of COVID, he went in for a, uh, well, he thought it was a head cold, or he thought he just had a head cold, and then, Next thing you know, um, he was, it was, his life was taken from him. Stupid virus, man. Um, this is a, it's a shitty day anytime I have to read anything like that. It happened a little bit ago. I guess it happened on the 8th. But uh, I'm just now seeing the story break personally. Um, uh, it's never too late to pay 
respects to anyone. Uh, you might know him from, you know, 80s books like Legion of Superheroes and Doom Patrol. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, it's always shitty to see a, uh, a legend leave us, whether he's still working or not. And, you know, I, I raise my glass to you, Steve Little. Thanks for all the stuff that I'm going to have to go through and check out and read. Dude was an awesome artist. I was looking at some of his, uh, some of his Doom Patrol covers, and Jesus, man, they, they just don't do it like that anymore. It's, it's so rare to see it done like that anymore. That much detail, so many characters all on one page, and that's just a cover. You know? <laughs> uh, beautiful, beautiful. So, um, once again, uh, Steve Little, rest in peace, sir. Um, still on the, uh, on the note of loss, but not on, uh, any type of deep level like this, uh, Venom is losing its creators, not creators, creative team, current creative team, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman, it is officially announced that the 200th issue of Venom will in fact be their departure from the series, and that, uh, that's that sucks, man. That leaves a lot to question for sure. Are we gonna have a Venom title going forward? Uh, I mean, it it, it it leaves so much to speculate on. So many things, you know. Obviously, if they announce another creative team, that that's that speaks volumes. But I don't think that they're gonna. I think that we might have a break for a little while. Um, I I don't know how how far off on the. Uh, and previews and on the FOCs is issue 200. Would that be issue 35? I believe. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the case. We got three more issues. We got three more King and Black. Uh ah, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh. It, it it it. I wanted to see him go 50. I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, in fact, there's just so much to speculate on here. Oh, is, uh, are, are we going to kill off Eddie Brock, you know, or is there going to be a new, um, Venom host? I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it here. I'm going to say that if I, I've, I've said this on a couple of past podcasts I've talked about, at least one, and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to come out on a limb and say that either Flash or Rex Strickland uh, don the uh, the Venom suit for a bit again, or for the first time. I'm just, I I think Kate's wants to really transform this the uh, the the this character and leave it into uh, or make it so that uh, Venom's been written the same way for so long. You know, yes, we've had some some different hosts and all of that, but for the most part, it's never been as groundbreaking as what we're seeing here with what Cates and Stegman have done. So I think what Cates is doing in some boss-ass way is making sure that the next person that takes Venom is going to have a new take on it by leaving it totally brand new in some way, shape, or form. That's just how I... That's, that's me. That's me spitballing thinking about the genius of Cates and how much he loves comics and wants to see it grow. Uh, I 
that's just me. Or maybe, fuck it, maybe Eddie Brock uh, comes back from the dead and that's him sitting on that throne in that Venom 200 cover, um, holding the uh, um, all black, the Necro Sword. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I would like to think that somebody either, you know, uh, I, I'm Flash was my favorite, so I wouldn't be mad if they brought Flash back as Venom. But, uh, uh, ah, man, uh, I think whoever this Rex Strickland guy is, uh, I, I think it'd be neat. I really do think it'd be neat. If all of the sudden, after 35 issues, the end of the run, they made a first appearance and the first issue suddenly be a boss-ass fucking high-grade or high-key collecting issue. Uh, collectible issue is what I mean to say. That's... I don't know. Maybe that's just... I'm, I'm, I'm going too far out on this, but... Regardless, it sucks to see Venom lose Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman as a creative team. You know, if we go... If, if issue 36 is a thing and we get a whole new team, then fucking A. If we have to go uh, a while without a Venom title again... That's going to suck, man. That's going to suck. But it's been making so much money. I just don't see Marvel doing that. Whatever. I'm done yapping. That's the news. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, sad times. Sad times. Let's talk about gain. Huh? Let's talk about fiscal gain. Money. Money, money. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about speculators. Uh, this is, this is the, the, the people that like to flip the books and make it the dollar here and there off of the little funny books. I've been known to do the thing. Um, I'm, 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 I'm here for you. Let's talk about some, some potential. Um, you know, I'm not going to go ahead. Uh, all right, here's the deal. It's not very often I do this, but there is one book. I, I don't want to consider it a key. Maybe it could be a key. We're, we're talking Gwenum vs. Carnage. Um, what it has done uh, is sparked kind of Gwenum mania again. So, uh, Spider Gwen number 25 or 26 or whatever that issue is, first Gwenum, is suddenly starting to blow up. And Gwenum covers and all of that. Uh, people love Gwenum. It's a great design. It's, it, and that's, I'm not going to deny that. Um, so because of this book, other books have started to go up in price. Um, it's not very often that I would, you know, shout that out on the, the speculator. But within this, um, spoilers, there is, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There is a, I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Mary Jane becomes carnage. Carnage. So that could be a thing. That could be a thing. At least that's what I took out of this book. Um, it was a it was a wild ride, uh, but yeah, man, there you go. Potential key there. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Planet of the Symbiotes. Planet of the Symbiotes. We've got the first appearance of a new symbiote. Uh, brought to life by Noel in the body host of one Cortland Cassidy. So, Cortland Cassidy is now Plague. Uh, will this symbiote live on beyond King and Black? I don't know. Uh, if it does, 
Get On Your Ruins of Ravencroft, number one. That book gonna blow the frig up. But uh, it's symbiote beyond Venom and Carnage. Symbiotes don't really hold a lot of value. Like, even Scream. It's just not... Not so, not, not so much there, you know, and it's, uh, it's not a very expensive pickup. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, we can get some, some coolness to come out of, uh, um, uh, well, this, this, uh, what is this, Planet of the Symbiotes book with Plague? Ugh, that'd be cool. Uh, what else? I, I know that there was, see, I don't have any of my DC in front of me, like I just mentioned. Um, I'm looking at what I have here. Uh, yeah, yeah, not so much. Um, not, a, not a whole lot. A bunch of Future State stuff, though, obviously. There's a whole lot of argument in Teen Titans, Future State, about the first appearance of Red X. People say, no, in Teen Titans, go number 23, and it's super hard to find. So, good luck with that. Well, I say to you, that was a robot, and, uh... That's 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 a whole different thing. So, not so much. Uh, this Red X is the first appearance in this book. Um, who it is, who who's under the hood, is a whole. That's going to determine the, the 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 value of this book as it stands right now. It's a uh, twelve to fifteen to. I've seen a cover fuck a twenty dollar book already within a week. Within a day, it was at that. So, yeah. And then there's a whole heap of new first appearances in there as well. Um, like Brat Girl and some others. So, yeah. No, that's probably the, the one to pick up that the, the, for the week for sure. And um, now, as far as... Mm, not so much a key as far as first appearances go or anything like that. But an indie book that, to no one's surprise, uh, is blowing the hell up is Haha, Haha Number One. It's the same writer of W. Ma- that's you know of Ice Cream Man, W. Maxwell Prince, and you can only imagine, you know, if you if you are a speculator at all, you know the value of Ice Cream Man, um, the underappreciation for the pre-orders on that issue number one. And now it's, yeah, um, a severely sought-after book. Well, turns out HaHa's kind of in that same boat. People expected it to be big. Once again, sat around with their thumb up their ass, didn't order any, expected it to be on the shelves, and then got mad because they showed up to the shelf and it had a $10 to $15 price tag on it. Well, that's on you. Don't pre- or if you don't pre-order your books, then you have no right to bitch about books uh, that are being sold at fair market value doesn't matter who's selling them local comic book store or uh joe billy bob comic book shop it's a great name trademarked uh on ebay uh (laughs) um uh, yeah no you uh, doesn't matter you you can't bitch if you didn't pre-order your books you know that's the value of pre-ordering your books it's not just making sure you get them in general um, or early or anything like that, or conveniently, it's making sure you get them at cover price. Yeah. Now, there has been some shady shops out there that will drop your subscription once they see 
the, you know, oh, I can get more for this book. And yes, I've seen it. There's no doubt about that. But the, the solution to that is simple. Go to one of the other 1,800 comic book stores on the planet and start a subscription list or a pull list there. It's just, what, what it is? It's, I'm sorry. Um, the, uh, haha, this is the book. Um, I hope you pre-ordered it. Um, uh, if otherwise, you know, I'm, <laughs> have fun paying more and more and more and more and more every week for this book. If you don't get it sooner, rather than later. So there you go. That's my speculation on the week. I'm sure I missed some shit. I don't have any lists in front of me or anything. I'm just going off of based of my uh, my pile here and off the top of my head. Uh, I'm sure there was more future state stuff, but nothing that I uh, really, really give uh, two poos about. So, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I just forgot. I don't know. Um, so that's it. That's the news. That's the the speculation. Let's uh, let's get on with some highlights, huh? Good day. I'm Ken, and I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society, as well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any Cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation from our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com/forward/slash/community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community got a couple of really really good books to talk about this week the uh the the first book that really 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 stood out to me this week was at haha um it was it was <laughs> it is just what i wanted it to be i can't say what i expected it to be it's never what you expect when it comes to w maxwell prince but um it's it's what i hoped and wanted it to be um, so W. Maxwell Prince, Vanessa Del Rey, and Chris O'Halloran. They're uh, that was fucking awful. Jesus Christ! I gotta remember to edit that out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a clown having a bad day. You know, he's got a shit family that doesn't respect him. He's got a job that is not gonna have for much longer because he loses it. And then, uh, you know, he's uh, given his last paycheck, and then as he's walking out of the joint, his other clown friend, a feller that he thought to be his best buddy, um, well, kind of sets him up, robs his ass, cracks him over the head with a crowbar. Uh, and th this, th this was my first indication, okay, there might be something to this clown. You know, maybe, maybe it's not just, you know, some guy that's a clown having a bad day. Maybe there's something, I don't know, abnormal about him, paranormal even, possibly. Because he gets cracked in the fucking head, and he's got the old bloody ears and whatnot. And he gets back up, you know, and he takes the, the, the old mugging like a man, you know, looks his buddy dead in the eye, and he's like, I thought, and his friend, well, I can't say his friend, that guy, uh, just, you know, fucking, fuck you, dude. What it is what it is, dog eat dog world right now, world shit, so, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but luckily, luckily, the, uh, his boss, 
you know, and he, t- he told him right off the bat, he was like, hey, take your check, tuck it in your sock. It's gnarly out there. So he was he was warned immediately, but luckily he fucking listened, and he had the check still tucked away, so he goes to the bank to cash it. But when he goes to the bank to cash it, <gasps> there's a fucking robbery. It's a bad day. It's a very, very bad day. So uh, the the at this point in time, the, the, the this clown feller, he's, he's uh, fuck, what's his name? Forget what they call him. Shit. They give him a name. But he, uh, he, he, he's looking this, the, the, the robbers in the eyes and testing them, and, well, one of them, I, I shoot him point blank, dead in the fucking skull. Dead in the fucking skull. But then, he pops back up, under the explanation that the bullet went right through. Sure, there's not a bullet in his brain anymore, but there was, for a second, like, a lot of his brain, there was a bullet in it. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I've never heard of that one before. The bullet went right through, so he survived the gunshot wound to the head? Point blank? I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so, once again, it tells me... I'm not saying it's poor writing. It tells me that there's something more to this clown than uh, than meets the eye. Is this going to be the same guy that we you know we follow throughout this six-issue miniseries that I suspect to get you know, greenlit for an ongoing? Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't wait to find out, though, because this... The, the, the hype around this book, the, the speculators, they should be very pleased because I know a lot of people went in really heavy with this book knowing the success of Ice Cream Man and it came out a winner. Great first issue. Great, great first issue. And the art, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's the first book that really, really, really stood out to me. Um, the second, also... And uh, an image title, you know, a title that I've been very, very intrigued with from the uh, from the get-go. That's Big Girls. Apparently, this is the final issue. It's just slated to be a six-issue miniseries. I'd say it probably has the potential to carry on and move forward, but um, no, nah. <laughs> I would be perfectly fine with this being the end too, because it was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, where our, our main character, she, uh, fuck, there's just, I, I, I don't want to spoil this one because it is the end. And I know that this is kind of a spoilery podcast, but when it comes down to it, this book, uh, it's just, it had great twists in it. You know, you, you, you look at the cover and then you, 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 you read something else. I guess that's kind of spoilery in a way, but, um, it, uh, it's so good. It's violent. Like you want it to be. It ends kind of well, well, at least like I would hope in a way. Uh, it, just this, this big girls was to me a masterpiece. Um, I I, I want to go panel by panel on this, but I, I really think that this is a book that I'm gonna try to persuade you through um, uh, ambiguous love. <laughs> Uh, and praise for for this title because it really is absolutely phenomenal. So check it out. It's Jason Howard and he does the whole thing. Just read Big Girls. Uh, I'm sure it'll be out in trade soon. But this is oh man, those were really my two huge standout books this week. You know, I know if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you probably remember me going through and talking about ten to fifteen, sometimes twenty books in extreme detail. Um, 
because of the growth of the podcast, I don't have time for that anymore. That's back when I was doing one episode a week. There's there's just not enough time in the week for all that now. But however, I'm not going to just completely disregard disregard these these uh, these books at all. And that brings me to the honorable mentions. So, um, there, my 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 pull list is so much thicker than just two books, and I feel ashamed just really talking about two books. If there were, you know, five or six books that I felt needed to get, uh, well, just uh, have a huge rundown on, then sure, I'd do that. But to me, those two, those those are the two. Um, so let's uh. The lack of DC this week. Let's talk about the Marvel books that that were. Well, you know what? No, I got one more here. Mighty Morphin. I got. Uh, I only got a little bit to say about Mighty Morphin. Uh, the, the the series continues to just be incredible. Uh, don't sleep on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The big thing to really take from this issue um, is one major event, and that's the uh, the Rangers realizing that Billy knows who the uh, Green Ranger is the whole time. So there's uh, hmm, some trust issues going on now, and just uh, Lord Zed's putties just continue to fucking dominate, and uh, what, just an amazing goddamn series. So read Mighty Morphin. If you're not reading Mighty Morphin and you used to be a Power Ranger fan, then, oh, you're missing out. You are missing out. Um, from Star- Some Star Wars action, now from Marvel. Uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader number nine. Greg Pak is a monster on this series. I didn't think anybody could outright Charles Soule on Darth Vader, but as it turns out, I can't. I'm not saying Greg Pak is outriding him, but I'm saying he's on par. He's on par. This series is great. This is another great Ochia Bastoon um, issue. You know, it's a. Uh, I'm almost sensing a future partnership between Vader and Ochi. Um, Vader, uh, the, the, the big thing to gather out of this issue is Vader essentially kind of gets Ochi to, um, guide him to where he needs to go, but in doing so, uh, <laughs> he, he, he kind of puts him in a whole separate little capsule, very unsafe, if you will. It's like riding on the, uh, uh, in the back of a truck. With, that would that would be the uh, the equivalent to the safety of space the way that <laughs> Vader's toting him around here and then at the end big giant monster squid that Vader refuses to go around he must take out all things that stand in his way gangster 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 book this is why Vader is my favorite bad guy uh, well, I'd say top five favorite bad guys in all of pop pop culture ever. Shit like this, you know, and uh, considering there's not a whole lot of screen time of Darth Vader out there. He, I, well, I mean, there is, but not, a, not enough, not nearly enough. The comics, man, the comics are getting me through, and this Darth Vader is incredible. And... Um, I read some King in Black this week, some tie-ins. You know, I said I probably wouldn't be checking out many of the tie-ins, but um, this week there were some ones that I felt I needed to kind of dig into a little bit. The first being Planet of the Symbiotes. There are two separate stories that go on in this one, one revolving around Scream and one revolving around um, Cortland Cassidy. And both of them are actually really, really good. I'm not a big follower of Scream, 
but the, the the story was awesome. I, I, I say that much. It was uh, it was great for only being like a eight to ten page thing contained little. Ah, uh, it was really good. And then um, what Frank Thierry did with the uh, Cortland Cassidy and creating Plague, awesome. I really do hope, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, that I, I hope Plague is a symbiote that sticks around. You know, it would make sense for Carnage's daddy to be... Oh, come on, imagine, guys. Not necessarily daddy, but ancestor. Long-lost ancestor. Not that lost. They found him in the ground. Dead. Um, <laughs> Noel did. And, uh, yeah, man, this is... Actually, I think Carnage did. Whatever. Noel found him again. Great. Great book. Uh, Gwenum vs. Carnage. Um, yeah, no, this was a... Uh, the series, this, this this issue was a little hard for me to follow. I don't know if it was just the the my reading environment or what was going on. I don't, but I did gather one thing out of it: the big cliffhanger at the end, uh, Mary Jane as Carnage essentially, and I don't know. The 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 thing that confused me was there was um, Ghost Spider, and then all of the sudden there was. Um, Venom goo on her, and she was Gwenum again. Um, they, they, I don't know. It was just the 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 artistic transition in there just kind of threw me off a little bit. I had to keep looking at it back and forth before I gathered what I had just seen. So that's where I'm at on that. Overall, it created Gwenum fever again, and um, I I I wouldn't go as I I think it's okay to say rightfully so. And then. Um, one of my uh, last favorite reads this week was Thunderbolts. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg and uh, Juan Ferreira absolutely murdered it on this book. Um, Kingpin, first of all. Kingpin, voiced by Matthew, Ro- Matthew Rosenberg, is some of the greatest uh, stuff comics has to offer, period. We don't see it often enough. I really, I want Matthew Rosenberg to get a Thunderbolts ongoing series out of this. I do. Um, as far as who's on the team, that's very mm, hard to say right now because throughout this issue, members of the team leave. But one thing is for certain is that Matthew Rosenberg could be setting up Star to be a major, major heavy hitter in the uh, Marvel Universe. Um, I know it's been hinted that she's going to be a heavy hitter, but it, it's Star vs. Null is what this is setting up. Um, shithead versus shittier head. And I am all about this. You know, we got Rhino in here. Once again, Kingpin, 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 Kingpin. Uh, Taskmaster and some some other blokes. It's, uh fuck. What a great goddamn read. So good. Um... That's uh, that's what I read this week, guys. That that's that's all I read. Jesus Christ, this is kind of kind of a smaller podcast, huh? Um, however, however, there is more to the honorable mentions. The books I didn't necessarily get around to reading. So let me shut these out real quick. Oh, I, I take that back. I did also read Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk was Immortal Hulk. Uh, <laughs> it was horrific, and I don't know what happened in it, but I enjoyed it. Um, Marauders. I didn't get around to reading Marauders. It was only due to time constraints. I'm going to get around to reading it here very, very soon. i got to make sure I have this read before issue 18 comes out. Um, Seven Secrets, number six. I'm going to get around to reading this in its entirety here within uh, within the next 
couple of weeks, I would imagine. I really need to catch up on this. I, I, I want to I wanna be all in on this Tom Taylor brilliance. And Daniel D. Nekwolo and Walter Biamonti. Come on. It's beautiful stuff. Heavy number four. Just time constraints this week, unfortunately. Um, but I have every intention to get around to reading my favorite vault book right now. This series is nuts, though. Uh, sword, number two. I don't really have a whole lot of interest in Sword, to be honest, but I said that I was going to be collecting all of the, uh, the X-Men stuff, Dawn of X stuff, and this is part of it. It's got Cable on there, right? She's got an X on her shoulder, so that counts. Commanders in Crisis, number four. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm going to be collecting all 12 issues, but I have no intention on really reading them. I'm collecting them for the sake of uh, speculation. Um, I have a feeling that this is going to be a late bloomer, but nevertheless, uh, I I got a feeling. It's it's, it's going to be a thing. Uh, Homesick Pilots, number two. This is a... I'm really collecting this one out of the sake of specu speculation again. I read the first issue, and I thought, great. And then, you know, people are all about horror books right now, it seems. And people seem to really, really enjoy the first issue as well. So, um, I guess it's just a matter of time. And I have a feeling, you know, these indie books right now, uh, if there's not a super tremendous amount of hype around them, a lot of times it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a couple of years. You know, look at The Walking Dead. Not everything's a hit immediately. Not everything was designed for TV. You know, it's not it's not how it works. So Homesick Pilots definitely has a lot of potential for sure. So it stays on the pull list. And then uh, lastly, I picked up Bloodshot number 10 because that's just what you do when you love Valiant like I do. Um, I, I read Bloodshot in and out. Um, I, I, I love Bloodshot as a character. To me, right now, my focus is on Rai and Exo in the um, Valiant universe. Um, the Bloodshot, this, uh, like I said, this is a book that I could kind of just read in and out, and I, I, I love that. And that's that's just what it is. So uh, there you go. There you go. But guess what? Guess what? There's still more books that I bought that I haven't talked about yet. Yeah, it gets... It gets more. It gets more. <laughs> I gotta talk about the wall books, man. These are the books that hang up on the wall. If you watch the YouTube videos, uh, shameless plug there, check out uh, Cheers to Comics on YouTube. You can see behind me a wall of books, hence the uh, wall book segment of the show. Da da da. So there you go. Um, <laughs> like my intro music. Uh, wall books. These are the books I pick up strictly for the sake of uh, potential vanity um, in the uh, old studio Cerebro here. Marauders. Marauders 17, an absolutely amazing Aliens variant. I'm getting all of these Aliens variants, and this one is incredible. We got old Kate Pride there just being stalked. Fuck, that's good. That is really good. Um, and then uh, a nullified variant. Nullified variants aren't stopping, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess this one's just kind of a late arrival, to be honest. But uh, Mortal Hulk, number 42, nullified. This one is, uh, yeah, Alexander Lozano. 
That dude is a monster. This looks like uh, She-Hulk nullified, maybe? Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, what's going on with the old groin region there? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, fucking Alexander Lozano, goddamn. And we have uh, more Hulk, Hulk variants. I don't, I didn't actually remember ordering this one. This is an homage variant. This is uh, <laughs> um, a Tales to Astonish homage cover. And uh, yeah, man, um, it's a Hulk and Submariner uh, uh, homage cover. Only it's Hulk and Silver Surfer, the the, the, the Silver Surfer Black. I don't know. He's not. He's different. Whatever's going on here, it's a great cover. And uh, even though it was an accidental ad, I have a feeling that there's something to it. You never know. And then lastly, the book that I... <laughs> I love me some homage variants. That's what I got on the wall behind me right now. I'm trying to get all the homage variants I can. And this... Uh, Frost Giant's Daughter, Chimera number two, this homage to Wolverine number one is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, uh, uh, it's perfect. It's the perfect homage cover. So that's what I have to talk about this week, guys. I know it was a shorter episode, but um, the stuff that there was to talk about, I found it to be of importance for sure. We've, uh, uh, we, we've lost a legend. We're losing creators on uh, on a undisputable, amazing Venom book, and uh, we've had great things to talk about. So uh, that's 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 what this podcast was. In, in case you're just tuning in, uh, <laughs> as always, thank you NSCLiveTV.com. Thank you Inked Marketing. Um, check out hashtag the apocalypse. If you don't know what that is, it is a collaboration and concoction of all of the best independent podcasts on the internet. Um, and still growing, still growing. So go to podchaser.com. If you don't know what that is, you're going to learn when you go to podchaser.com. Go to the lists, and you won't have to search very deep because on the right, there's a list of the, uh, well, a list of the top five lists. And in it, in the, or not the top five, I think top ten, whatever it is, the top list, but in, in the top three, you will find the apocalypse. So check that out if you're into true crime or horror or sports podcasts or more pop culture podcasts or comedy or D&D or whatever the fuck you like to listen to. I can't imagine I'm the only podcast you listen to. Um, I'm honored, but I find that weird as well. Um, so yeah, check out hashtag the apod ellipse. That's the, like the apocalypse, only a D instead of a C. Um, and then on Twitter as well, you'll, you'll see that hashtag all over Twitter. And as always follow at cheers to comics. And then on Instagram, the cheers to comics podcast. And then there's the cheers to comics, Facebook group. Remember to five star review this podcast on iTunes and anywhere else you can leave reviews you do not understand the magnitude of the uh, the, the the effort that you put in when you do that and the, the, the growth of this show is absolutely based off of your your you listeners and your reviews you got to tell the world how you feel about it you know don't just tuck those feelings all down to yourself you're going to get all pissed off when somebody 
draws Wolverine a different way and take to the internet that way, why don't you not you know, take to the internet when you love something? And if you've listened to this far, then uh, you love me. Admit it. Admit it. So, five-star reviews. And then patreon.com slash cheers to comics if you really, 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 really love me. Prove it. And there you go. It's been a podcast. As always, I seriously, super seriously, urge you to, (laughs) he said unseriously. But really, though, stay safe out there. It's feckin' crazy. Uh, Read responsibly. Support your LCSs. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast.